Chair, staff is ready when you are. Thank you. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Monday, January 22nd, 2024, at 1 p.m. Civil Service Board meeting. The meeting is now called to order. Will the clerk please call the roll to establish the quorum? Thank you, Chair. Commissioners, please unmute. Commissioner Manfor? I, I mean, here. <laughs> Commissioner Bird? Here. Commissioner Gonzalez Cabada? Present. Commissioner Stein? Present. And Chair Miola? Here. Thank you. We have quorum. Thank you. I would like to remind members of the public and chambers that if you would like to speak on an agenda item, please turn in a speaker slip when the turn item begins. You will have two minutes to speak once you're called upon. After the first speaker, we will no longer accept speaker slips. We will now proceed with today's agenda. Please rise for the opening acknowledgments in honor of Sacramento's indigenous people and tribal lands. To the original people of this land, the Nisanan people, the Southern Maidu, Valley and Plains Miwok, Putwin Wintun peoples, and the people of the Wilton Rancheria, Sacramento's only federally recognized tribe. May we acknowledge and honor the native people who came before us and still walk beside us today on these ancestral lands by choosing to gather today in the active practice of acknowledgement and appreciation for Sacramento's indigenous people's history, contribution, and lives. Thank you. Please remain standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Our first business today is approval of the consent calendar. Clerk, are there mem any members of the public who wish to speak on the consent calendar? Thank you, Chair. There are no speakers for this item. Thank you. Are there any members who wish to speak on this item? Okay. So I, um, so on the meeting minutes under closed session, which is on the second page, it says just the closed session report out as Chair Miola provided a closed session report. But unfortunately, there were more than one item and there were votes that were taken in closed session and it's my understanding, and again, I defer to board council on this, but it's my understanding that we need to report out specifically what the vote was and the report at whatever I said in terms of the report out for each closed session item. So I don't think that this report out is sufficient for the minutes. Uh, that's correct. You just need to put, and you can move the item uh, with the amendment that the clerk add the report out that you gave during uh, the public uh, part of the hearing. Wonderful, thank you. So I move approval of the consent calendar with the change that the minutes would be reflected, would be revised to reflect the report out that was actually made um, on this date um, on November 27, 2023. Okay. I have a question about that. Is, is there a report somewhere recorded? I mean, do well, we know? <laughs> what what the exact motions were in the vote count? Yeah. I assume so. That I assume that our meeting was recorded, but I'll double check with the clerk. Yes, there is an online recording of the uh, actual meeting that will be referred to to update the minutes. But not the closed session part. The yeah, the report. Oh, the report out. after yes, the closed. Right, got yeah. it. Yes. Okay. Yes. 
Okay, we have a motion and a second. Anyone else have any questions or comments on this particular item? No? Then, um, Clerk, will you please call the roll? Thank you, Chair. And the who moved the? Oh, I moved. And second Member was Stein. Member Stein. Exactly. Thank you. Commissioners, please unmute. Commissioner Manfort? Aye. Commissioner Bird? Aye. Commissioner Gonzalez Cabada? Aye. Commissioner Stein? Aye. And Chair Mueller? Aye. Thank you. Motion passes as amended. Okay, with that, we will now proceed to the discussion calendar. And we have item number two. And is there a staff presentation? Yes. Great. My name is Ebony Heaven, Human Resources Manager over the Employment Classification and Development Division of the Human Resources Department. Um, before we begin the appeal discussion, I'm sorry, the appeal presentation, um, previously the board asked us to put together a presentation on human resources processes for screening and examinations. I just wanted to give you an update that that would be on the March agenda, so you can expect that in a little bit, a couple weeks, a few weeks. Thank you. Good afternoon, board members. I am Juanita Salazar, Personnel Analyst with the Human Resources Department. Today, I will be presenting the appeal of the disqualification of Alan Douglas from the Animal Care Technician Recruitment. At issue is whether appellant Douglas, Alan Douglas, was erroneously disqualified from the recruitment per Civil Service Rule 4.10 C1, erroneous interpretation or application of the qualification standards prescribed for the classification. Appellant Douglas submitted a timely application on November 20th, 2023. Appellant Douglas received a notice of disqualification on December 4th, 2023, stating they were not successful in the examination process. On December 4th, 2023, Appellant Douglas submitted an appeal response stating in part, I cannot find the exam. Also, I wanted to say if you can send me the link for the exam so I can take it and at least try to pass it to be considered. While Appellant Douglas is under the impression they did not take the examination, they in fact did take the examination and they did not receive a passing score on that examination. The examination was a training and experience exam which was in the format of supplemental questions on the application and Appellant Douglas confirmed they understood and agreed to the examination instructions while providing responses to all the examination questions that were located at the end of their application. Appellant Douglas was disqualified for not obtaining a passing score on the examination. Therefore, the city was unable to certify the appellant for placement on the eligible list, which is in alignment with CSB rule 4.3A. The director has the authority to disqualify applicants, candidates, or eligibles consistent with the provisions of these rules. The following shall constitute grounds for disqualification of an applicant, candidate, or eligible. A, failure to meet any of the recruitments, requ failure to meet any of the requirements or qualifications established for the examination as published in the announcement. Only candidates who successfully pass the examination and place in one of the top three reachable ranks are eligible for certification. Appellant Douglas can reapply and retest through the continuous posting for this classification. Recruitments are conducted on an as-need basis based on the department operational needs. 
If the posting closes, then Appellant Douglas will have the ability to reapply for an opportunity to retest when this classification is recruited for again. In conclusion, Appellant Douglas was correctly disqualified from the animal care technician recruitment pursuant to Civil Service Rule 4.3a, failure to meet any of the requirements or qualifications established for the examination as published in the announcement. As such, the Director of Personnel recommends that the Board adopt the Director's findings, determination, and decision of disqualification pursuant to Civil Service Board Rule 4.11c6. Thank you. Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on this item? Thank you, Chair. There are no speakers for this item. Okay. Is appellant um, Alan Douglas present? Chair, we noticed the appellant twice and then we followed up with a phone call and during that phone call they indicated they would not be attending the meeting but they did not wish to withdraw their appeal. Thank you for that information. I did um, see in our packet that he did receive notice, so thank you for that as well. Um, are there any members that wish to speak on this particular item? Okay, member Manfor? No. Oh, sorry. So, Chair, I mean, uh, member Bird? Yes, I, I had pressed my thing to request to speak. I don't know where that comes up, if anybody notices that ever. <laughs> oh, I do see it here, as well as the ASPCA. Oh, okay, just wondering how that works. Um, yes, there's a speaker queue, what do you know? So I'm wondering, was anyone else, can, you know, I read through the packet and it showed where the questions appeared and question number four explicitly says training and experience examination and that the following questions are the examination. But then it goes on to say question five, question six, question seven, question eight, and I'm, I feel like for me anyway, that would have been confusing to be like, oh, question five, six, seven, and eight are the questions of the examination which was stated in question four, as opposed to like, I don't know, four A, B, C, D or something. Uh, was anyone else confused by that, such that, that I can understand why the appellant was confused as well? Um, thank you. <laughs> So do you have a copy of the packet that was pro provided to us? Okay, and so if you look at the examination questions and you look at question one, for example, I assume that question one had a yes and no um, as a prompt for the question, and we're only given yes. So I assume from that perhaps the appellant answered yes on that question, question one. Would that be a correct assumption? For the supplemental Correct. Okay. The process of the application. Okay. And I assume that's the same for question two? Question two. Proof of education. Correct. Okay. And then that gets me to question number three. So all of the prompts are there. So I. How do we know which answer he selected? So for question number three, there was uh, multiple answer selections for them to select. Um, right. Hi, I'm Jennifer Wilkinson. I'm a senior personnel analyst in ECD and human resources as well. Um, the other attachment 
believe it's number attachment three for the application. Uh -huh. That one does show what his response, or sorry, what the appellant's responses were. Um, so for okay. number three, he put, or, sorry, the appellant answered no units from an accredited college or university was their response. Right, got it. And then similarly, uh, question number four, that one only had the option to select yes. Um, if they don't select yes, it doesn't allow them to proceed. So it forces okay. them to read the question before they actually select it and to be able to move forward. And then five, six, seven, eight show which of the selections uh, the appellant picked for their response. Wonderful. Okay, so that clears up my my confusion. Um, Member Bird, does that help? Sorry, that wasn't what I was getting at. Okay. Um, but great. Um, so what I was saying was questions five, six, seven, and eight flow from question four. I think is that true? That is the exam. Correct. Okay. So just. As I'm looking at that, to me, when I hear, oh, there's going to be a, an exam, it, it just the formatting of it is confusing to where you're, even though it says expressly the following questions are the exam, but it, I almost feel like they should be, this is a series of questions that were not just related to the exam, right? It's related to education, related to training, experience, whatever, and so just in terms of there, you know, if I'm going down and saying, yes, I understand, yes, this is my education, and then, oh, now I'm going into exam, I feel like it should be set, set, set out, set aside somehow to where it's like four A, B, and C, like this is a sub part of four, because it all has to do with four, instead of their separate questions, five, six, seven, eight, which I could see would lend to the confusion around, did I just take an exam or not? You know, it doesn't, this doesn't seem like it's a traditional formatting of an exam, or, or is it just me? <laughs> it just seemed really confusing. Maybe it was just me, that's fine, but I, I'm seeing where the appellant's coming from in terms of not knowing that he'd taken the exam. That's what I guess I'm saying. I will state that part of the uh, way that this is set up is a system limitation. Each question has to be its own question number as it's currently formatted. There isn't a way to have multiple questions within one question number with the way the system is set up, and it's also to be able to complete the scoring. And then we purposely have the last questions be just the examination because, for example, question four states that the following questions are the exam. So there are no, all the remaining questions are the exam. There's no additional ones that later refer to, edu um, to like residency or anything separate. So that way it's trying to make it as clear as possible that the following subsequent questions are the exam. There's no other just informational type of questions that are being presented. Yeah, I understand, and it, it just also the questions themselves seem to be more about indicating eligibility as opposed to, exam to me always seems like, oh, that's something you're testing knowledge of something as opposed to just asking factual questions around, oh, what experience do you have in these areas? So that's it's, the other part. That is also because it's of the exam type. It's stating that it's a training and experience exam, which yeah. is geared towards an, an appellant or a, uh, not an appellant, an applicant's education and experience that they have. So these questions are drawing out specifically those type of questions versus if it was an online exam or a multiple choice exam where it's facts like what's A plus, or what's yeah. two plus four, yeah. is it, you put, you're putting the answer. So these, these questions specifically are based on training experience because that is the exam type. Yeah, I hear you. I just, I, 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 was under, I was seeing how this could be a very confusing format. If it's something that you've used successfully for a while, that's fine. I just, in my years of being on the Civil Service Board, had not seen this format, and I can see where it can lend itself to being confusing. So uh, if, if you did anything to change it, I might just put 
the first sentence of question four in bold or something to really make it stand out that this is what you're dealing with or something. I don't know. Um, but thank you for explaining that. Great. Thank you for your feedback. Member Stein. Um, I agree with what Member Bird is saying, but in addition, further down, when you look at the answers to the questions, he gives some conf conflicting information. And I think it's 18 and 19, questions 18 and 19. I made little notes of, I think our charge today, if I'm not mistaken, is his, he's appealing on a specific thing. Um, if you're referring to 18 and 19, the ones I see, those are actually the agency-wide questions. Um, those are before the supplemental questions, and those are 18 and 19 are regarding um, relatives, so I'm not sure if we're Oh, I, then I, I wrote down the incorrect number of the questions. But there was a question where he asked about his experience, and he said yes, but then when they asked details about it, he said no. Um, in, the, in those cases, that would be what refle reflected the score. Yeah, and so independent of that part where I, I do agree that it's confusing, even if you took that part out, it would still there would still be problems with the with the exam. Um, and it's also according to what they put on their education or experience in the exam questions, that is not factored into if they meet the minimum qualifications. That is just purely the exam score. So there is that differentiation also. Anyone else wish to speak on this item or have any questions? I do have a question. Um, so does the appellant understand when they can reapply again for the exam? Because it's a continuous exam, right? They have been informed that they are, okay. the posting is still currently open. They are able to reapply at this time or before the posting closes. And then if it happens to close, they can apply the next time it's available. Okay. Anyone else wish to speak? Um, do we have a motion? Go ahead. And do we need the waiving of the formal rules as well to be part of that motion? Would you accept that as a friendly amendment, member amend for? Yes. Okay. And the second as well? Oh, you don't have to read it. Oh, you need me to read it? No. I need you to approve the friendly amendment as a second. Okay. So yes. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So um, the motion, yeah. <laughs> The motion has been amended to include the formal uh, waiving of formal rules, and and I'm asking the second as to whether you agree with that. I amendment. agree with that. Second, okay. I second. Thank I you. Okay. Um, and with that, clerk, will you please call the roll? Thank you, commissioners. Please unmute. Commissioner Manfor. Aye. Commissioner Bird. Aye. Commissioner Gonzalez Cabab. Aye. Commissioner Stein. Aye. And Chair Mueller. Aye. Thank you. Motion passes. Thank you. We will now proceed to the next item on the agenda, which is selection of chair and vice chair for calendar year 2024. Um, clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on this particular item? Thank you, Chair. There are no speakers for this item. Does anyone wish to speak on this item? Sure. Member Amanfor. I would like to make a recommendation um, of uh, board member Catherine 
as chair. Second. I'll accept that recommendation. Thank you very much to my members. I understand that um, you can't serve in this position for more than two years, so this would be my last year as 2024 if, if the board does vote in that way. Um, is there anyone who wishes to speak on that item or recommendation? Yes, I will say you've done a fabulous job in learning, learning all the little nuances of all the <laughs> rules. So. Uh, and the pronunciation of the indigenous yes, people. exactly. Um, <laughs> Uh, Clerk, would you please call the roll, then? Thank you, Chair. Commissioners, please unmute. Um, Commissioner Manford? Aye. Commissioner Byrd? Aye. Commissioner Gonzalez-Kabatic? Aye. Commissioner Stein? Aye. And Chair Mule? Aye. Thank you. Motion passes. And then as to Vice Chair, I make a recommendation um, that member Gonzalez Combatic also be vice chair for 2024? I second. Sounds good to me. Okay. <laughs> Anyone wish to speak on that item? No? Okay, Clerk, will you please call the roll? Thank you, Chair. Um, commissioners, please unmute. A man for? Aye. Bird? Aye. Gonzalez Combatic? Aye. Stein? Aye. And Chair Mueller? Aye. Thank you. Motion passes. Thank you. Now we adjourn to closed session at 1.22 p.m. Thank you, Chair. It looks like we're ready to resume. Thank you. We'll return from closed session at 1.45 p.m. And in closed session, the board passed a motion adopting the arbitrator's proposed decision in the discipline case that was before us with the, uh, with the, rec the revision that the appellant receive 120 days of unpaid suspension. 120 hours. I'm sorry. Hours. 120 hours. I apologize. Everyone, that would be six months. That would be a lot, or less than, you know, anywhere close to that. Anyway, um, all right, 120 hours of unpaid suspension and also received training, post-certified domestic violence training, as well as courtesy or emotional intelligence training, and that those two trainings amount to at least 20 hours of training for the person, preferably in person. Um, the vote was unanimous for the closed session item. Okay, and with that, um, sorry, anything else? Oh, the title? Just of the uh, position. Uh, police officer, I believe, is the position title. Okay. Um, and with that, um, there, the next item is member comments, ideas, questions, I believe. Yes. Is there anyone that wishes to speak on this item? No. Yes. Um, member Gonzalez Kambanek. So I was just wondering if it's possible to get a calendar of upcoming meetings for the year. 
I think that was actually sent out by the clerk as well. Okay, was it already? Okay. I can resend it. If you can, please. Sure. Anyone else have anything to say or comments or questions? Okay. And um, and the last item is public comments. Are there matters not on the agenda? Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on the public comments matters not on, not on the agenda? Thank you, Chair. There are no speakers for this item. Okay. Thank you. That concludes today's agenda. Thank you, everyone, for your participation. The meeting is adjourned. <laughs>